The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, Swain Event Fuel by Dead End Barbecue. Time for a touchdown or turnover. Backed by Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union, place where you belong, better rates and better service. According to the GOAT Brent Hubs, for the first time since 2013, Tennessee is going back, back to the Northwest. 2030, Tennessee will go play the Washington Huskies. Tennessee announced a home and home with uh, Washington, and Tennessee will host the Huskies in 2029 and um, travel to Washington in 2030. Washington and Tennessee are the only two stadiums in the country that you can go to the game, arrive to the game by boat. So this is a cool matchup. Cool matchup, neat matchup, great for Tennessee fans. A new venue, a new city to go to and watch – Tennessee compete in. Uh, this is the home and homes that I'm talking about. This is good. This is a really, really cool home and home between Tennessee and Washington. Touchdown turnover. Washington will be the number one team in the country <laughs> yes. when we play them. <laughs> Touchdown. That that was my uh, <laughs> that was my first thought when I saw that the matchup was announced yesterday. It's like, well, dang. I wonder how great Washington. Is is going to be, or my other thought was, well, congratulations to Washington on making it to the college football playoffs in 2030. <laughs> but this is a really cool home and home. Uh, I'm I'm excited to to get to travel out there, assuming that I still have the same job that I do now, seven, eight years from now. Uh, this that that'll be a really cool um, place to play, and and Tennessee's. Non-conference schedule over the next decade has some some pretty interesting mm-hmm. matchups. You go to Pittsburgh this year, which maybe it's just me because I'm a Steelers fan, but I think it's cool that uh, Tennessee will play in Heinz at, at Heinz Field. Uh, you go to that's B- the only reason why I think it's cool. I don't know. I like going to new places. Crappy stuff, and I'm, crappy feel. The Vols never played there, so as far as I know, they they haven't. Maybe they did way back in the day. But next year they go to BYU. That would be, cool. be a really cool. BYU probably has the best backdrop in all of college football. It's beautiful. Yes. Yeah, it's beautiful. I can't wait to, to go out there. Uh, 2024, Oklahoma is supposed to come to Neyland, but that's also the year that they're supposed to come to the SEC. So I, I would imagine that Tennessee has a, non, a different non-conference game for that season. Uh, 2025, you play Syracuse in Atlanta. I don't, I don't mind a, going to. That's that. a good one. Yeah, I don't mind going to Atlanta for a game in a decade. Yeah, once, once every, uh, you know, that was the last one, 2017, when we went to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yes. Play Georgia Tech, start the season, mm-hmm. and before that was 2012. You play NC State, to start the season. So I guess every every five years. I, I now, mean, it would okay. be nice if Tennessee started going to Atlanta for the SEC championship game and we got <laughs> that tired would, of a, that'd Atlanta. Be, that'd be better. In, in, in that regard. But I, I think that's a 
a neat little matchup. Syracuse, the orange versus the Vols, and and it's orange. That that'd be neat. The year after that, you go to Nebraska. I'm I'm excited to go to Nebraska. I'm not one of the the great college football venues. I know you're not, but I am. The the city. I'm like. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about the city. The venue, yes. The city. Hey, Omaha's not that far from uh, Lincoln, and I enjoyed Omaha. It, it's The city was cool. It's just when, when you're kind of in between cities, and there's just nothing. I remember Joe Riggs describing his official visit to Nebraska. I was like, bro, that sounded like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> like, that's Maybe that, it is. That, nah, Mike Eckler I'm loves uh, Lincoln. Who's that? Mike Eckler. Yeah, Mike Eckler loves everything, though. They probably <laughs> – I don't think he. I don't think he needed with some Red Bull, and he probably loved the place. That that's and some fair. chili. I, I I'm excited to to see Tennessee play at Nebraska. I, I think that'll be a cool venue for Tennessee to play in. And then Nebraska comes to Knoxville the year after, and then 2028 you play the Philip Former game, West Virginia in Charlotte. That that that's the one on. How's that all, the Philip Former game? Because he he's the one that scheduled that one. Ugh. And that that's the one that I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> that was terrible. Like all the other ones I can talk myself into, but we've already played West Virginia. In Charlotte. And I like the city of Charlotte, but the Panthers Stadium is just meh. Just meh. So What's the difference between the Panther Stadium and the Titan Stadium? Both the same to me. Not a lot. But whenever I ever raved about are the you, Titans, are you stadium. trying to say the Titans stadium is meh? Yes. Okay. Titans fans will tell you that their stadium is meh. Titans have a meh stadium. I wish they'd build a, a brand spanking new one. I don't, uh, know how, I don't know how they do that, man. That, they they in a tough position because uh, don't have any room to just go build it somewhere else and be better than the location they are right now. Like right there in the river, you can't beat that, man. Yeah, you. I guess you would have to. Take a year off and, and, and play at Father Ryan. <laughs> you play at Vanderbilt Stadium. Oh, that would be great. Uh, they played it. They played in the the Liberty Bowl back in the day when uh, Houston was. I guess when they were building Nissan, right? When the Vikings were building their stadium, they, they played, played at University of Minnesota. Yeah, outside. <gasps> the Titans can play in Neyland for a year. Mm. If, if if that was a serious thing, w- w- how would you feel about? about the Titans playing in. Would it be worth it for a season to have the Titans play in Knoxville? Mm-mm. I think it'd be cool for just one season while they, they tore down old Nissan and built a brand new spanking new one on, on the river. Because I do agree with you. If, you, if you're going to build a, a new one in Nashville, it's got to be right there on the river next to downtown. For sure. Yeah. But they need a new stadium. They, they do need a new stadium for sure. But it is very meh. It I'm, is. I'm, I'm sorry, but it it is. And then why are we playing West Virginia and Charlotte again? We just did that. I don't know. Ask your head football coach. Uh, and then after 2028, 2029, Washington comes to Knoxville. 2030, Tennessee goes to Washington. So there's your your main non-conference games to fill out the decade. Pittsburgh. It's, it's a it's a BYU, great. Oklahoma, Syracuse, Nebraska, West Virginia, Washington. Like, it's not a good non-conference schedule for the next decade or so. But it's not bad. It's No, it's great. Oh, <laughs> I see what you're saying. It's great. No, it's great. Because you're playing better teams than you would play normally when you do a you know pay-for-play game against 
you know, Austin P or or Tennessee Tech, and like nobody wants to go and see that, and the numbers are down, the attendance are not it's not great. It's a noon game. There's no energy in the building. The players don't have any energy. You've been trying to talk them up. Come on, yeah, treat this game like a every other game that you play, and it's just it's hollow. It's so hard to get guys up for ETSU. There's no reason to be scheduling Ohio State. There's no reason to be scheduling um, really Oklahoma, even though we you know we've done that. Uh, but there's no reason to be scheduling these these really 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 tough out of conference opponents because you play in the SEC. And you play Georgia and Alabama every year and Florida every year. So you have a schedule with some pretty prestigious logos, Nebraska. Then you have BYU. That's a respectable program that uh, played the style of football that uh, will be fun to watch versus the SEC. And then you have the, the West Coast, the Northwest matchup against Washington. Washington, and it gives the fans opportunity to you know, travel and, and see something different than just Norman, Oklahoma, or what about Midwest Lincoln, Nebraska? I said that's logos, man. Prestigious logos. That's all I got for the, that Nebraska Tennessee <laughs> matchup. Not because of the, the the city or town of Lincoln. I'm sorry. Well, I was I I'm excited for that one because of the stadium, not not because of the. The, the city or anything. Is the stadium know. one of the best stadiums in the country or something? Yeah. Am I missing something? Yes. Yes. I'd, Why is it one of the best? Because it's, it's big and it's loud and they love football there. I'm pretty sure they have the next Scott Frost like you know as how, a player when we get there. The next Tommy Frazier, Lawrence Phillips. They'll have the black curtain again. <laughs> Tom, you know, Tom Osborne will be, you know, he'll be, he'll be. The players that scare Fred White will be back. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but not like these are winnable games against programs who are better than, than Western Kentucky. That's all I'm saying. Like Pittsburgh next year, get a chance to go to Pittsburgh. That'll be, that'll be cool for some fans. Um, Memorial Stadium fits 91,000. They're known for their football stadium, like uh, very similar to Wisconsin and Camp Randall. I haven't heard anybody talk about it. It's big. They just love football because there's nothing else to do. I'm sure. I'm sure there's nothing else to do. They're, they're very passionate. Be a, I know a nice, they are. It'd be a nice college football environment. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, a nice football environment. But don't, just, be, don't, just, don't be trying to sell the city of Lincoln. No, no, no. Like it's like it's freaking L.A. or something. Or, I, hey, you know. I was just saying I liked Omaha more than I thought I would, and and Lincoln's only forty five minutes down the road, so I would imagine they're pretty was, similar. That's because you was drunk trying to dance. No, with I was not. <laughs> that's not why. That's not why. <laughs> it was a nice looking stadium or a nice looking city. Uh, see, look, look. It was. It was clean. It was nice. I'm sorry, man. I haven't heard anyone say, man, I'm taking a vacation, girl, girls. We get out of town. Hey, guys, we're going to take a guy trip. We're going to Lincoln, Nebraska, baby. I'm not baby. saying it's New York City, but I'm just saying I don't, I don't, like, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a bad place to go visit. I'm about to get on the Google. I'm about to Google the top vacation cities in, in the USA. Oh, look at that. Lincoln, Nebraska is right above Birmingham, Alabama. 
in the top five. <laughs> I'm messing with you. Well, It'll be a good game. Let's see what the, the top three things to do in Lincoln, Nebraska are. The first one, it says uh, some garden. Yeah, go pick corn. <laughs> the, sun, the sunken garden. They have the Museum of American Speed. Ben, what was number one? Uh, a sunken garden. It's like the botanical gardens in Huntsville. Oh, my gosh. I'm watching the game at home. They have the, the Lincoln Children's Zoo. <laughs> it's it's Nebraska State Capitol. Uh, they have a Pioneer Park Nature Center. Memorial Stadium is listed as sixth. The stadium has been sold out for over 30 years and now seats over 90,000 football fans. They have a Lincoln Children's Museum. Oh, here you go, Swain. They have an international quilt museum. International quilt museum. Uh, they have the University of Nebraska State Museum. Oh, they have Pinnacle Bank Arena. Holmes Park and Lake. They have Pinewood Bowl Amphitheater. There's a ton of things to do. Tons. Tons. That sounds boring as hell, Ben. It does. I, they they lost me at the uh, National Quilt Museum. They lost me at number one. <laughs> I'd rather go to the garden than the National Quilt Museum. Here. Here. Go pick some corn. What's the Midwest? What do you think? I was sticking up for their football stadium, not necessarily their city. And now I was just adding that I was surprised by how much I enjoyed Omaha. And maybe it was just because I was there for the College World Series. And that you was drunk. No. <laughs> that's, the, that's, that's probably why you had a good time. Fake news. We, hey, we gonna send you to Nebraska on a Thursday. All right, you can't yeah. go. You can't go. I'm glass half full. I'll make the most of it. You can't go Friday, like get there late Friday night and then just cover the game. Nah, man, you gotta go Thursday morning. That, that's fine. I'll you gotta to spend the, all day Thursday and all day Friday in Lincoln. I go before to the covering zoo. the game. You gotta earn your paycheck. I go. I'll go to the zoo. To the children's zoo. Yeah, with with my child. No man, you can't my take the kid to the to the, you're covering the game, Ben. Not if I'm there on a Thursday. I'll take my kid with me. No, what? You got work to do. Not on Thursday. Your wife, she got work to do. Y'all can't be taking no, we half take a days week off. off. Yeah, we take it. Yeah, we can take a vacation. Nah, That'd be our vacation we'll for take, the summer. Take, you can take your ass out there <laughs> to Lincoln, Nebraska. I'll be at the house, man. I'll be at the house. I think you should come with me and watch. I don't know. Actually, I think you should stay home because when you go to the Midwest, you tend to almost die. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> that, is, that is true. That is true. I think I'm going to keep it here in the South. 865-255-03. Be right back. While the other guys are taking guesses, the Swain event is taking you behind the scenes and in the huddle every morning from 7 to 10 right here. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the MN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to Mark Nelson Denim dot com 
When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high quality, high speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next generation business phones with work from anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. In this day and age, the way we work is changing and evolving. Businesses still moving forward despite your work location changing and supply shortages affecting a number of different areas. Office furniture is not immune to the halt in the supply chain. This is why Office Furniture Outfitters has purchased desks, chairs, and tables in bulk to provide you with in-stock options for your place of business, no matter if it's in an office building or at your house. Office Furniture Outfitters is the local supplier for Herman Miller and they keep Aeron chairs in stock. They will come to your office, lay out and make recommendations. No project is too big or too small. You can visit them on location at 17th Street and Grand Avenue in the Fort Sanders area or online at OFONOX.com or give them a call at 865-524-3003. Office Furniture Outfitters, providing East Tennessee's biggest selection and best value for office furniture since 1995. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to ATFCU.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. 
Hey there, Swain of Fam. I've been thinking about other ways I can assist you with the real estate world. As you know, it's not just about buying, selling, and investing in new property today. It's also being a resource when you need a contractor or roofer. Or maybe you need a real estate attorney to assist with probate questions. Or maybe you have a family member in Alabama that needs a realtor to help them sell their home and get the heck out of there and back to Tennessee. All of these things and more are in my wheelhouse. So give me a call, Jennifer Morris, 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go Vols. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. You don't have to take an L just because you can't listen to the Swain event live. You can catch up on the podcast posted daily on the app, online, and on iTunes. happened in Michigan, Michigan football. It is almost February, January the 20th, and there's talk about Harbaugh and the NFL. Play quarterback with the Bears. Uh, I saw his name mentioned with possibly the Raiders. If you are Harbaugh, what do you do, Ben? What do you do? I'm going to the NFL. I, 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 if I'm a coach, I don't want anything to do with college athletics right now. Football, basketball, women's basketball. I mean, uh, I, I, aside I from easier, huh? I think basketball is easier. It it is easier, but it's still a, a pain to deal with. Mm-hmm. It it is still a a pain to deal with. I just college football for sure. I, I would much rather be in the NFL than college football, and, and I felt that way before. The transfer portal took off and NIL took place. Just the quality of life without the portal or NIL was was significantly better in the NFL just because of the time that it took to recruit, time it does take to recruit. Like you don't have to worry about that in the NFL. <laughs> you, uh, you, you still put in a lot of hours in the NFL, but when it's not in season – like you, you have way less responsibilities, and, and you can actually spend time with your family and go on vacations and, and do things outside of football. Um, so if if I were Jim Harbaugh, I I would leave for the NFL for for sure. Well, I think I think in general, coaching in the NFL is is better for your quality of life. Depending on who you are, if you are someone that's, you know, you you. you you like connecting with young people. You like molding young people. There are some guys that have said no to NFL, that they have stayed in college their entire careers, and that's something that, that, that they value. And I understand that, and I, and I respect that. But 
if you don't want to deal with the recruiting and all that hoopla, I understand that and respect that as, as well. But Harbaugh's situation is different, though, because he is an alum in Michigan. He's a former player at Michigan. And there's only one way this thing – there's only two possible ways this thing uh, turns out whenever a player goes back to coach at their, at their alma mater. Either you win a championship. Coach Fulmer was able to do it. Uh, Curry Smart just did it. Uh, Steve Spurrier did it. Or you get fired. Yep. Like, I, I don't think there's a middle ground. It's either really, really good or really, really bad. And if you're Harbaugh, last couple of years, they were thinking about – they was, well, I don't know how serious Michigan was thinking about it, but there was legitimate questions of is he going to be able to win in Michigan? Should they fire him? He's wasn't He wasn't that much better than Brady Hoke. And the roster that he had this year, he's going to have two possible first top ten picks. Two top ten picks in the NFL. Maybe the number one overall pick. Yeah, Aiden Hutchinson, David Ojabo. Like, he's going to have two top ten picks. They beat Ohio State down. And they still got boat raced in the semifinals by an SEC team. This is probably as far as he's going to be able to go. This is mm-hmm. probably his ceiling. I agree. So... If you are Harbaugh, unless he has a change in philosophy, I, I, I think his out physical you philosophy, kind of older school of trying to run it down your throat. I mean that that can get you to the playoffs, but I don't think it's going to win you. A national championship. It don't matter if he changes changes his philosophy or not, Ben. To be honest. But see, but why can't he he build something like what Ohio State has? Michigan Michigan is capable of 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 doing that. I don't know. I don't think they. I don't think they are, man. I think academic requirements are harder at Michigan than, than they are at Ohio State. No, well, well, maybe that reason holds you back. But I was. I think about. It, I was recruited by Michigan. Yes. Um, are you saying that you didn't get in academically? Well, I didn't even get to that part. I wouldn't have. It don't really matter for for uh, at that time because you know, I had passed my ACT. I think do you I, think your guidance that time? Do you think your guidance counselor would have uh, complained about your ACT if you had gone to Michigan? Probably not. But the fact that I went to Tennessee and not Alabama. Oh boy! Don't bring that up, man. I still get mad about it's that. It's such a wild story. Oh, I guess I still get mad about that. But like that that story would make national news if it happened today. Oh yeah, I should have sued her when I, you know, we should have sued her. Did were I mean, did it make it out to the public then? Uh she lost her job from it, didn't she? No, she didn't lose a job from that. She did not. No, she called into the Paul Feinbaum show when Feinbaum was in Birmingham and yes. um Said I didn't take my ACT. Right, and uh, imagine if a Tennessee fan at Ty Simpson High School called into the Paul Feinbaum show today and did the same thing. That would be national news everywhere. Oh, yeah. we would talk about it here on the show for sure. 
Don't know, man. I'm telling you. That's why I don't... Anyways. You've had a wild life. You should write a book. So, Michigan. <laughs> Mich- Michigan. I don't think they can just go out and build a house state. Can can build. I mean, they've been trying to do that ever since Harbaugh's been there, and they really, really have it. Now they did beat Ohio State, um, just being more physical, running the football down 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 their throat. But like, you you are Michigan. You're not going to be able to recruit in the places you need to recruit consistently to be successful and get the players that you need to get. I don't care how cool your gear looks. And Michigan by far is the best jump man school. Besides North Carolina. Like, the gear is the best looking. There's North Carolina, there's Michigan. Everybody else is, is like, Ohio, uh, Oklahoma. It's all right. But you know how we feel about the color red. And then Florida's is the worst. It's the worst Jordan. That orange and blue. Ugh, I like I like Florida's better than Oklahoma's, if I'm being honest, just because of the red. Yeah, Oklahoma's, uh, Oklahoma's white and red. I mean, you still can – you still – if you if you rock some some elevens that were Oklahoma colors versus Florida colors colors Oklahoma's a little better. Mich- Michigan and North Carolina are by far the best. Correct, correct. But like you would think that could help you bring in players. Um, they have they got they got big stadium. They got big facilities. I mean, yeah, it's all right. But like if I'm Harbaugh. I'm looking at the NFL because you're not going to win big at Michigan. You're not going to win championship there, man. It ain't going to happen. Well, I was more so talking about just the style of play. Like, I, I don't I don't think that old school style of play wins championships anymore. Georgia just did it. Yeah, but they were they were more open on offense than Michigan was. Mm. I mean, Mich- Michigan mm. was, was truly committed to the run and, and running it down the opponent's throat and, and beating you up in – in the trenches, uh, at least Georgia had some semblance of of a passing game and a passing threat, I mean, especially I, when Pickens came back. I thought the offense was pretty similar. You, you look at Michigan in the uh, Big Ten, Big Ten uh, title game against um, Wisconsin, and they were they was out there like um, they was out there like Tennessee, aside from the uh, the tempo, but. I mean, it was open. I mean, it, it, they they threw the ball and spread it, spread it, spread uh, Wisconsin out. But I I feel generally what you're saying. Um, remember, if Kirby would have lost this year, there would have been a big question about his style of offense. Um, but he won, so no one's gonna really question well, it. But would would people have questioned Kirby's offense or his decision at quarterback once again? Probably his offense. See, I think they would have questioned the quarterback, especially with JT Daniels sitting there on the sideline. If, if the de- if the defense wasn't as stout as it was, and they gave up a little bit more points, and the Georgia's offense wasn't able to hit, you know, thirty, forty points, even with Stetson Bennett playing well, I think they would have questioned the philosophy. I think they would have questioned his 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 offensive uh, thinking. And how they run more, things. Yeah, I'm, I mean, yeah, I do agree with that. I just think the conversation would have been centered around more of a, oh, Kirby made the wrong quarterback decision uh, again. That's la- but, but you would hear that because that's a lazy take. Yeah, 
Right. And, and but you, you are right. He Kirby does have a similar style of of offense to Michigan. I mean, because he is very a very conservative coach, very very old school in that sense. He's run, he's a and, run first guy. Both and, that, and, guys are. and and that's why that's that's why he's gotten in trouble in the past with with blowing some games be, because of that. Um I don't know. I just I thought I saw Georgia open it up more than Michigan, but it, it's really neither here nor there. I just I don't I don't think that Harbaugh's what they did this year, maybe he did what he did this year because that that's what he had on his roster and and good coaches always do what bets best fits their personnel. So maybe that was the case. But like the the athletes that Georgia had, like I I, I don't see Michigan getting just a ton of of those guys. That's that's going to be a problem. That's why he needs to go ahead and But here's the other thing. Go to the NFL. But it, it, the the one negative thing about going to the to the NFL is like Harbaugh's not going to get fired in Michigan. No. He could be fired within two years in the NFL. Could be. I don't think that he would. No, he could. But be. but he could be. He could be. All right, let's go to the phones. So the job security is much better in college. We've got a uh, Don. Don, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Ah, uh, good man. How are you? I'm doing all right, my friend. The uh... yeah, I was going. You there, Don? Yeah, you there? Yeah. Okay. I was, I was going to ask you, Jason, uh, were they still playing? Uh, well, I know they were playing exhibition NFL games, uh, even back in your younger days. As I've told you before, I'm kind of old. The last time that I saw an exhibition game between the NFL champion and the college all-stars, have you guys heard of this? No. Wow. You are young. <laughs> uh, used to, the, the Packers or whoever won the NFL championship played a college all-star exhibition game in the summer. And uh, I can remember several of them, but the last one I remember was the New York Jets after they won their first Super Bowl, 67, I guess. supposed to be in 68. They played... Um, uh, College All Stars and lost. Now, undoubtedly, I'm best. I can't really remember, but a lot of the time, you know, the, the NFL teams were, you know, playing their backups mainly. I'm sure, but it seems like Joe Namath did play in that game. And the last game that they had that I can barely remember, and I think it was the last year they had it. It come a come a big lightning storm and everything in the middle of the game and they call the game and then they never had that again but uh it was always interesting to watch these rookies out there playing against you know the the nfl champion uh you can look that up i'm sure and get all the scores and the different things yeah i'm looking but, at it right uh, now it was uh okay. i don't even know why they played the game the college team never had a chance never never won except for one time the attendance yep. looked crazy a lot of people went to the game but he could he definitely couldn't do it today. These kids would get killed. Yep. But I, I actually saw the game they won. And and it just kinda hooked me. You know, of course back then you didn't have as much T V coverage of anything, even the NFL. You had 
one in it, like when there's the NFL and AFL, you have one of each on Sunday. That was it. ABC and CBS covered them, I believe it was. I think ABC was the initial one that covered the uh, AFL. Of course, I do remember the first Super Bowl quite vividly as well. So. <laughs> what, what, year, uh, what year was it when the college team won? Uh, well, I can't remember which game it was now. Uh, I do know when they played the Jets, that was either the game they won or it was the game that weather messed it up in the middle and then they never played a game. But uh, the last one I can really remember which NFL champion went out on the field to play them when it was AFL at that time was the Jets after uh, Joe Willie and the boys upset the coach. 69. Uh, Yeah, I guess that's what it was. Yeah, 69. Um, It was uh, quite interesting. I remember uh, this guy that played in the college game and Went on and played in the NFL quite a while. I think it, it, his last name was Cook. Now, I'm not talking about Greg Cook. It was the Bengals quarterback way back. But, uh, yeah, it was just interesting. You know, sometimes when I listen to you guys and other shows, I'm thinking, you know, you're too young to have ever even heard of it, let alone having watched it. But, you know, it was pretty interesting. Hey, real quick on the, something y'all were just covering. Talking about uh, Harbaugh and his supposed interest in the NFL, maybe with the Raiders. Don't you think that Rich Bissacha done a good enough job? Why are they looking for a new coach? And I know the players are all into him. I mean, the, the real question is, why is he interviewing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. why is he interviewing? He, he, he showed you what he could do all season long. He took a disaster of a situation – PR-wise, a team that could have fell apart, and the players responded perfectly to him, and then he took them to the playoffs. That's your interview yeah. right there. He, well, that kind of – I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, kind of, kind of like Steve Spurrier when uh, he was going to come out of retirement and Florida was looking for a new coach, and they, they asked him to interview. He said, my, he said, my interview's in the trophy case. He's he right. <laughs> He right. right. I mean, uh, well, I don't know if that AD must have been drunk or something. Even asking him for an interview, to come in for an interview. You have a conversation. Uh, that's what you should have called it. Yeah, yeah, that's what you should have called it. But anyhow, I just uh, thought about that, and I thought, mm, you know, uh, I remember all this stuff, and my wife's crazy. She, she thinks I'm crazy because I remember stuff so far back. But, uh, yeah, uh, what I didn't get to hear the very first few minutes of the show, but you're already talking a little bit about <clears throat> the games last night, uh, SEC. Highest time, Kentucky A&M, Kentucky's one for 11 from three. How sick does that make you after Saturday? Sick. <laughs> they, couldn't, they couldn't make anything, man. And it was crazy is, like, A&M played – I won't say great, but they played pretty dang good and was only up by a couple points. And Kentucky had played terrible and was only down a few points. And at some point, they're going to start making shots. Kellen Grady was terrible. He couldn't admit. He, he was <laughs> he was Steph Curry against us. Yeah. And then couldn't miss. Yeah, man. And he was, then could miss last night. 
He couldn't, he couldn't make anything. He couldn't dribble. He couldn't do anything last night. But he could miss against us. No one could miss against us, and they missed everything against against Texas A&M. It's like LSU looked awful. Terrible. Last night. They'll come in here on Saturday and look like world beaters. Oh, yeah, man. They'll have guards playing have, like Chris Jackson. I know. They'll have they'll have centers playing like Shaq. Throw Miles Swift. <laughs> you, you, you wait, man. I don't know. I have point this, guard playing like Pete Maravich. I kind of think Tennessee <laughs> wins on Saturday. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I, I just have this feeling that Tennessee pick wins. You going to pick it right now? Uh, yeah, I'll say Tennessee wins. LSU a little banged up. They haven't looked good since they they played Tennessee. You going to put a dollar on it? I put a dollar on it. Okay. You can't change, man. You can't change them tomorrow. You I, got Tennessee I, winning. I, home game. I I I think uh, it's it's hard to beat a team twice. Tennessee's going to know what it needs to do. Kennedy Chandler was already talking about that after the Vanderbilt game. Already knows what it needs to do better. And even with that game in Baton Rouge, I mean, Tennessee had every opportunity to, to win that game, even despite being down 20. They came back and... and if, if they make the free throws, they're they're tied or leading there at the end of the game. So, yeah, I'll say Tennessee wins. I don't know. I just have this feeling that Tennessee wins on Saturday. Sold out, night game. Vols, baby. Vols by two on a Santiago Vescovi game-winning three. Down by one. 12 seconds left. Rick calls a timeout, draws up a play for Santi. Santi pump fakes. Defender drives by. Shot goes up. Splash. Balls uh, win. Visco got the best three-point pump fake in the game, man. Everybody mm-hmm. falls for it. Fly by King. Little yeah. Desmond Bain Jr. Yeah, man. Everybody falls for it. I, I don't know, man. But Viscovi does have his best games against LSU, man. That, that is true. That is true. 865 255 Be right back. For what is coming up on the Swain event. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and social security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup, or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. There is no better restaurant in town to enjoy the madness of March with. Cheer on the Vols and the Lady Vols with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics. 
so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. There are articles and news stories that you read about the things that people do. And when you're reading those and you start to shake your head, you start to scratch your head a little bit. You get confused. You don't understand why. You start to ask questions. But really, there's only one question that matters. What is that question you may ask? For what?
Lonesome for what? Here on the program, 865-255-03. What are you putting on Front Street, man? Uh, 24-year-old Mackenzie Fierston, who won a prestigious Rhodes Scholarship last year. Oh, good job. To study at Oxford University. Sounds like I had a girl. Right. Until you realize that she lost her place at the school after she lied about her past and had the scholarship taken away. Uh, She was one of only 32 people selected for the scholarship in November of 2020, according to the Evening Standard. At the time, she received praise for overcoming a self-described difficult and impoverished upbringing. Per the Times, she herself... This is what this says. A queer first generation to attend college, low income student. And in a report by the Philadelphia Inquirer last year, Fierston said she bounced between various foster homes in her childhood. Shortly after the arrival of that profile, an anonymous individual claimed Fierston had been blatantly dishonest. The source said Fierston, who originally went by the name Mackenzie Morrison, actually came f- from an affluent background and went to Whitfield Private School for $30,000 a year in St. Louis. The tipster added that her hobbies at the time included horse riding and skydiving and that her mother is a radiologist. She did spend less than a year in foster care at the age of 17 and claimed she was pushed down the stairs by her mother. Did she add the limp in there too? Probably. Uh, the first investigation into her was conducted by Dr. Beth Winkelstein. <laughs> that, what sounds, a name. that sounds made up. Uh, who said in her report that the scholar fabricated details about her upbringing. Winkelstein, in a letter sent to the Rhodes Committee, said Fierston constructed constructed a narrative regarding her childhood and recommended they look into her case themselves. The committee interviewed her about the claims, and she claimed her facial features were so distorted and swollen that she could not tell them apart. But the Rhodes Committee said that this was inconsistent with the hospital records. Either she fabricated the abuse by her mother or her mother has lied about the terrible abuse. So, uh, this uh, Rhodes Scholar has uh, had her Rhodes Scholar taken away uh, because uh, she she lied about her upbringing. That's embarrassing right there, man. She, yes. she, she, she's going to live that for the rest of her life. Yep. Any employee that Googles her name, that will come up. Yep. Yep. That's good luck finding a job. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough for her, but she'll she'll uh, she can overcome. She can, but wow, uh, this is really not much different than some of the folks on social media that portray to do things and live a certain way, but are totally different um, behind the keyboard or behind their cell phone. But this is this is um, this is where we are. Why would you talk about D.R. Vol like this? It's a society. Well, D.R. Vol's an a-hole in person, just like he is on Twitter. So no, at least, he's not. At least he's he, consistent. He he is not the person he appears to be on social media. No, you're right. And and Volstorm is the same way. He is not at all the person he, he 
tries to pretend to be when he calls into the show. They're both frauds. <laughs> They're both hypocrites. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you want some good news? Breaking news. Oklahoma State, first team, all Big 12 cornerback, Jarek Bernard Converse, has entered the transfer portal. Tennessee needs a corner. I ain't going there with you. You know what we got to do to get to get players. We got we to gotta get some players to get on and get. Can, can't we make a trade? With 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 Oklahoma State, like we'll we'll give Oklahoma State. We will give you Joe Milton and no, we need backup and just in case. Oh, we got Hen- Hen- Hooker was lucky not to get hurt this year. We, we got need- we got Taven. Yeah. But see, but we're okay. making a trade. You're gonna have to give up something to get something. So w- what else are on the roster are you willing to part with? That they would want to take for a first-team All-Big 12 good, corner. Like well, I'm of... assuming that he is, considering he was first-team All-Big 12. And he's better than what we got. I know that. So, yeah, I mean, we've got to give up something to get something. So, I'm willing to part with Joe Milton. We've still got Gaston Moore. Why are you trolling so, me? Why are you trolling well, me? I, I mean, I think this can be like a what two, did I do to you to a deserve one you? trade. I mean, uh, Joe Milton, Cheyenne Labruza for for this corner from Oklahoma State. I mean, I think that they would take that deal. They get a defensive back in return, and they get a quarterback that can sling it around in the Big Twelve. I don't want to do a trade. This ain't the NFL. Well, we no. need a corner. It actually is NFL. It is. It, it is, is for NFL. <laughs> it is for agency, but we don't need to do a trade. We don't have to be like Auburn. Texas see, A&M and LSU. See, you're not thinking like a GM because if we do a two-for-one, that opens up two spots for us. So we get this corner back in return, and then we have a spot to go out and get another transfer. It ain't going to work, man. As soon as the semester is over, we'll have spots. You know what? All these, all these college football players, they want to be paid. They want to be treated like professionals. That's fine. I say we treat them like professionals and institute the ability to trade college athletes. I would, that would be great, especially this year. Yes. Especially, especially right now. I'm just saying. That would be great. Package like a uh, Jabari Small – no, I, with, like, I like Jabari. But but see, you gotta you gotta hear where, like Mm-mm. Jabari Small and Jalen Wright for Jameer Gibbs. So you, you you give up two solid backs for one really good back. I don't think Alabama will take that. Uh, probably not. But <laughs> <laughs> we, we 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 go find somebody. Else. Well, maybe we chip in Joe Milton for 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 Alabama. Oh yeah, you know, you saving and turn him into. You know, first Cam, overall pick. He would legit be Cam Newton. It'd be Alabama's Cam no, Newton. No, he'll be more like Jamarcus Russell. Joe ain't, Joe ain't got the moves like Cam, Cam Newton. He's just big. See, Nelson uh, Nelson gets it. I, for whatever helps Tennessee football win, more games. That's all I'm for. Does it help Tennessee win more games? Cool. Let's do it. 
Let's do it. 865-255-03. Hour three is here, folks. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 